Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And today we are excited to bring you our interview with Bama Freshman and the Bar Queen, Chloe LeCourcier. Chloe is a level 10 national champion in the all around and vault, as well as a three-time level 10 national champion on bars. She's absolutely stunning to watch and somebody who we are super excited about this upcoming season. She joins us to talk about the transition to college, her goals for the season, her evolution from bad bar worker to bar queen, and so much more. Plus, we also preview the entire Alabama team and the season ahead at the end of the episode, so stick around. You are entering your freshman season at Alabama. I guess to start, like, how has the transition been to college? way easier than I would ever expect um coming into college I was so scared about like transitioning school gym just life it's so different being 2,000 miles away from home but with all the support that Alabama has given me it's been so easy like academics like you have everybody you have our academic advisors tutors if you need them like then gym I've got this amazing team and coaching staff that like if I have an off day or just miss home and something like they've always got me kind of thing and it's honestly been really easy were you homeschooled or did you go to public school um kind of both like in middle school I was homeschooled but in high school I did half and half so I was like half of my stuff was online and then half of it was in person just so I could get to practice on time okay so you're kind of used to having to balance that out a little bit with school and gym yeah but my senior year like I didn't have any credits to really get done. So I was like, oh, shoot, I'm coming from doing like barely anything <laughs> to college. I was like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> a little bit more work. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. How has preseason gone for you? I know you guys had your ghosts and goblins inner squad, but have you done any other inner squads yet? I guess talk a little bit about how uh, preseason has gone. Okay. Inner squad wise, I don't know. Like we do like team like stuff like that. And but inner squad wise. For me, I don't count anything else as an inner squad until Crimson and White, obviously, which is in December, and I'm super excited. But preseason has been really good. It's just been an amazing learning opportunity because I come from a smaller club gym where I don't have 17 other girls around me all working for a national championship, doing big gymnastics like Louisa going to the Olympics. I like, like, that's crazy. Like, I didn't have this same support system I do now so preseason I've just been learning how to kind of transform my like ideas from like individual sport kind of to a team sport yeah so preseason's just been learning opportunities and like gymnastics wise honestly gone really well trying to figure all that out yeah when you look around the gym when you're training what do you think of the team's potential this season it I think we've got the potential to go wherever we want to go it's huge. Like I look around the gym, like, wow. Just like every day. I think people are sleeping on you guys a little bit. I think you guys are going to be really, really good. I would agree. If they were in the gym, they would not, they would not be sleeping on us. I promise you. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with the freshman class, yourself included, a really, really, really strong freshman class. Where do you see yourself kind of fitting into lineups at this point in time? Obviously, you don't know what lineups you're going to make, but yeah. I guess what, what events do you see yourselves in the mix on or where do you hope that you make, you know, a lineup? Well, lineup wise, this season, I've honestly been trying to go into it without thinking too much about that. Mm-hmm. Being a freshman at a top 10 program, 
I knew that making lineups was going to be hard. Like I chose Alabama not to make lineups, but to just be there for the team. So I've really leaned into this whole team culture thing and um, doing what's best for the team. And so when I think about lineups, I just think about working my butt off and working to my full potential on everything. That way, if my team needs me, they can call me up for lineups and I'll be there for them. Based on events, I mean, I've got a strong one and a half and my bars are coming together, but just everything has been piece by piece coming together. And I'm just going to keep pushing that way when season comes, like whatever happens, happens. And if they need me, I'm there for them. You say your bars are coming together. Were they not already together? Your bars are amazing. We're obviously, but like, <laughs> yes, yeah, like just working on that stick and handstands every time. Because in club, it's like, I had a 10-1 star value. I had a little advantage there. Yeah. Being um, in on those those things, like the stick and the handstands kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. College is all about perfection. So. All about the, that stick. That's it. Yeah. What about team goals and then some of your individual, like, personal goals for this season? Team-wise, um, I'm going to keep that a little bit of a secret, obviously. But um, we've got some goals, and we do a lot of communicating on that stuff. And communication-wise, like, I think it's going to be strong, like, what we've got going on for us. But individual club, I always focus on scores and stuff. And I'm trying to get away from that because – in college, you can't really control. You can do a perfect routine and the judges don't give it to you. And you can do a not perfect routine and sometimes they might give it to you. So I'm trying to move away from that. And my goal as a freshman, I guess, is just to take every opportunity and learn a lot this year because I've realized that I only have four years of this and I'm already like a semester through it. So like just taking every opportunity and learning from my super seniors I've got like I've got Louisa Kari Ella Maddie like these girls got experience so I'm trying to take what I can from them when it comes to season I guess um I don't know just enjoying it would be my biggest goal take it all in yeah it goes fast (laughs) I know I'm like dang I'm already a semester through that's crazy (laughs) yeah yeah it does go fast so you're known by a lot of gymnastics fans for your bar work you're absolutely stunning on that event has bars always come naturally to you Mm -mm. Mm -mm. really my worst event I was scratched like in level nine I was scratching bars at meets I story at regionals uh, level nine, we might have been states or regionals, um, but I was trying to qualify. I think it was states trying to qualify to regionals. I got an eight on bars, and we were ecstatic about that. Really? Through like, the bar routine, yes. Like, I didn't even think I was going to compete because I had scratched before, like sevens, all this stuff. That was at my old gym. I moved gyms, had stress fractures in both of my knees, couldn't really do too much, focused on bars. My bars coach at my new gym, like, loved him like I would not be where I am without him kind of thing and I don't remember when things clicked but all of a sudden I'm in level nine scoring nine sevens and I was just like whoa I was scoring eights last year and peeling off every pack so not my best event but somehow it clicked I give all thanks to coach Ryan see I would never imagine that I would assume that like you came out of the womb just like swinging bars beautifully (laughs) no bars so hard for me like we had this wall and our bar lick was here so I'd pack peel off and like hit my face on the wall we had to put padding there like yeah 
cars was not my thing. So was it just because like the technique was off or was it like a mental thing? I think it was probably more technique. I don't remember having much mental fear on bars besides giants and front giants. Yeah. I don't like giants. Not a giant girly. <laughs> That's why I go handed to my dismounts. We celebrate when I do a set of five giants. So you don't like giants, but you have all these like crazy skills that you're capable of doing on bars. So you've done a full twisting Jaeger, a full twisting Tkachev. How? That's the question. How? <laughs> how did it start? I mean, yeah, I guess, how did it start? And then, like, are you not afraid of doing skills like that? I I just love to play gymnastics. That's, like, when I came to my new gym, I was so, like, do gymnastics, do it, do it, do it. And now it's just, just play. And um, so doing that skill, I don't remember when, but I did, like, the Pike Jaeger, and then I did the Layout Jaeger, and my coach was like, what about a full twisting Jaeger? And I might have looked at him like he was crazy a little bit, because, what? Yeah, right. he showed me a video of like male gymnasts doing it. And I was just like, okay. But then I learned like a diver's twist kind of thing for that. And once I started working it, I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm going to get this. And I'm someone like when I start something, I'm going to want to see it to the end. So that was just like him telling me like, you should try it. I tried it basically just flung off the bar and twisted way outside and then kind of just kept getting closer and closer. And then every video, like there's no one doing it. So basically what I had to do was watch my video of myself doing it, compare it to the men's gymnast doing it. And obviously the bounce of the bar is different. And then try to like put them together to figure out what would work best for me. Yeah. And then I didn't post that skill for like a year because I was like, well, it's cool. Like I love that I have it, but like eh, no one's going to really care. I don't know why I thought that, but you were wrong we cared we cared wrong yes and then a year later after I posted it I was like my coach was like why don't we get another skill and I was just like okay I'd love to so he showed me actually originally the Rickna with the full twist I was like whoa mm, that's not gonna happen I'm sorry but I can do it from a toe hand so I tried that once again just flipped over the bar and just twisted like no fear just going for it then compared videos and eventually got it and I don't know I was so happy when I caught that one so cool so uh, how long would you say it took you to learn both of those it does take like a a long time I guess because like it started off where just like after I finished my assignments because I get through assignments pretty fast like I get myself done and I move on and so then it was just like oh with the extra time just go work that stuff and then on Fridays was like our upgrade day like we could do whatever for the most part during like like middle of like not season but like preseason and stuff and I just started spending like an hour on it kind of thing and then like then I'd be like oh I got closer okay next practice I'm gonna get a little closer kind of thing so it did take a while um I think the Ray full probably took longer than the Jaeger full yeah but did you ever consider putting it in your routine nah I don't think so (laughs) like yes like of course, that was like a thought, like that would be amazing if it got put in their team, like you could get it named after yourself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, logically, like, nah. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> I know. But maybe, maybe. Do it like just one meet, like do it your senior year in college. Just like just one meet, throw it in there for the fun of it. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say I'm I'm absolutely here for your evolution on bars. I had no idea that you apparently weren't good on bars at one point in time, but now you have like what five tens on bars. You're a national champion on bars. You can do all these crazy skills. So I, I think that's so cool. <laughs> I I'm shocked by myself, and I'm just like every time I think about, it, I'm like, whoa! Like I'm just so grateful for like this and all that stuff. Yeah. So would you say bars is your favorite event, or is another event your favorite? I'm someone who like my favorite event is the one that went best for the day, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I stick with that answer every time because sometimes bars is not going my way. I'm like, I don't like this event. Why did I ever like this event? The next day bars is going great. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I love this thing. Don't want to leave. <laughs> so now did you ever consider going down the elite path or was it pretty much always like level 10 and then focusing on college? I feel like the best way I can explain it is like elite was always here and I'd always get here and something would just not work out. Um, I always did want to do elite and I still kind of do want to do elite. I don't really know what that would look like. You can do both at the same time. People are doing it. Yeah, talk to Louisa. Louisa knows. <laughs> I know people are doing it and I just, something always got in the way of it, whether it be an injury or just my, mindset would switch to be like no this is too much for me but I don't know something that maybe maybe I don't know we'll see the door is always open if you want to go that route <laughs> I don't know I'm, maybe we'll see we'll see we'll see <laughs> <laughs> gotta focus on college first yeah get through freshman yeah. season first and through freshman season is my main priority very yes, as it should <laughs> Mm -hmm. So now what did the recruiting process look like for you did you have other schools you were interested in or was Bama like top pick for you Bama was not a top pick for a long time. I knew, like, for me, my goal was to go to a top 10 program. So I visited Cal, UCLA, and Utah, and then Bama. And when I looked at the top 10 school, actually, um, I would say, no, not going to Bama. Like, that's not an option. Came to my gym and I was like, okay, like maybe, but like, like, this is a great opportunity. I'm so grateful for that they're here, but it's just not where I see myself. Um, had dinner with Dana, loved her, like absolutely loved it. She offered me a visit the same weekend as my homecoming. And I was just like, no, like, if we're not going to work, <laughs> I was like, no. my mom and coach were like, Chloe, be for real. You are missing your homecoming to go to this. And I was just like, okay, stepped on campus, everything changed um that's when it became like oh my gosh this is where I want to be like just the team culture football's huge here and I love that and I got was hosted by Louisa and that definitely was a main factor in it too just from her perspective seeing the program and everything she's grateful for I was like there's just so much going for Alabama that I couldn't I couldn't not pick Alabama when because Alabama was my first visit. Every other visit, I was like, nope, nope, nope. Bama's it. Nothing else compared. No. Didn't think it was. Now I'm here. And yes, it's everything. So now that you're at Bama, what are you most excited for? I don't know. Like, season's coming up in a couple months, and I'm really nervous. But everyone says it's so much fun. So I think I'm just excited to be out on the floor with my team. And just to like finally experience that. What about it makes you nervous? Do you know? Well, it's just so different. Like our yeah. first meet is in Vegas. And I'm like, 
oh my gosh, my first meet, I have to fly across the country to compete on podium, which I've done maybe three times in my life. I'm like, that's so scary. But at the same time, like I've got this whole team to back me up. And like, if something goes great, they're there. If something doesn't go great, they're there. So that's what makes me excited for it, you know? You're all in it together. Mm-hmm. And you and just I, gotta you gotta trust your past experience and the training yeah. and you're an amazing gymnast and you're gonna have an amazing career. So regardless mm-hmm. of how it starts, like don't put that pressure on yourself to have to be like perfect right out the gate. Like you just you have many years yeah. ahead of you. And I love that you say that because I am actually working really hard on that. Like when we have to salute beam routines and stuff, the first beam routine I saluted when at Bama, I think I fell on everything. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I've learned instead of saluting it and being like, I have to do this. I have to be perfect. Saluting and being like, this is an opportunity for me to prove that I've done the numbers. I've, this is an opportunity to prove to myself that I am capable of this stuff. And that changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. So just stepping up and being like, this is an opportunity. Yeah. And another thing too, a lot of gymnasts have said to us is like, sometimes it's not even about being perfect but it's about like if you make a mistake how you bounce back from that and that could say so much more than you even going up there and hitting like a perfect you know perfect 10 beam routine like I don't know it's it's more impactful I think long term to see you bounce back from these things early on in your career and you're building towards something you know throughout your career you will you'll have that consistency and that confidence so exactly yeah I'm just trying to get out here and just start somewhere and then learn from that and just keep getting better you're gonna be amazing (laughs) so now looking back I guess speaking of confidence looking back at your level 10 career you've done a lot what would you say is your proudest accomplishment I think probably the obvious is just when I won nationals kind of thing I think that's something I was happy about it for days afterwards like I didn't know I had won it until they announced it kind of thing yeah and so I, when I stood up there, it made me realize that all of the things I had gone through, all the hard things that I had done, all the great things, every time I pushed through stuff, I was like, it all felt worth it. Like, I was like, wow, like, I never thought I'd be here. And now I am here. So I think that was my proudest thing was just being able to be in that moment, recognize everything I had done to get there, like, and just being proud of all the little things that I had done. Mm-hmm. If you had to like say something to the little kid version of yourself, what would you say? I would tell her that things do work out. Like there were times where I didn't think I'd be here. I didn't think I'd continue gymnastics. Like everyone goes through that, but it's worth it. And like, like, yes, you're going to get through it and it just keep pushing. Just keep doing it. Just little by little. Okay. So we have some fun random question just for people to get to know you a little bit better so first one is what is something that people would be surprised to know about you oh surprised to know about um okay something fun that I like to do is I love to bake macarons they're Mm -hmm. my favorite things to bake and every time I make them they make me so happy I make my s'mores macarons I love it Ooh, s'mores ones Uh, that that sounds good chocolate cookie and then like a marshmallow filling and then graham crackers around the edge that sounds amazing so do you have like the setup in your dorm to bake cookies no oh cookies we have macarons sorry i'm calling them cookies no we don't 
I don't have all that stuff. So I'm next year, next year I will find a way to make them. Right. Or when I go back home for like Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, you you'll have to like make a bunch and stock up, bring them back to campus. Exactly. <laughs> what about if you could create your perfect day, what would that look like? Perfect day just in life or like in the gym? Um, I guess honestly, whatever, however you want to interpret that, like your, your picture perfect day from like start to finish, what would that include? Sleeping in, getting some sleep, of course. Um, waking up, getting a good breakfast. I love breakfast. Like we have this crepe place. It's called Heritage House. I love it. It's actually a cafe, but I only get crepes there. So I call it a crepe place, but, um, (laughs) it would be going there and then, probably going shopping something like that and hanging out with people and going to the mall or something like that and then if we have gym going into gym good mindset great practice obviously and then after practice what I love doing is like if we have like a basketball game I've only gone to a couple but they're fun to go to with people and just doing that then coming back and just chilling and going to sleep eventually solid solid day (laughs) what about a skill that you've never tried but want to I feel like you have to be you have to have so much in your arsenal just knowing what you can do on bars I was gonna say I since I love to play gymnastics I'll chuck basically anything like everywhere (laughs) um but something okay something I really want to try I don't know if I ever will get to but I'm crossing my fingers is a Kovacs on bars the double back over the bar yeah wow I would love to see that I don't think we've ever seen a female gymnast do that no and that's part of the reason I want to do it more but then also I'm like yes please (laughs) that would be amazing please do that at some point (laughs) I don't know if it'll ever happen but if it does I will let you guys know (laughs) thank you yeah you post a video of it we'll share it I will I will literally pay you to try that (laughs) sounds so cool Maybe towards like the end of your career though, so that way, like just in case, just do it over a pit. Like she's not gonna, yeah, she's not gonna die. We'll we'll find the safest way to do it. That's how I've always. (laughs) We find the safest environment, and then my coach is just like, "Okay, go for it." Yeah. Yeah. Double, thank you. (laughs) I think a couple tries and you got it. I believe in you. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What about if you had to get rid of an event? Which event would you get rid of? Okay, what I want to say is competition B, but we're working on that. So I would, <laughs> so I don't fair. think rid of anything. I, every <laughs> event, don't challenge kind of thing. And since I've been working on my cues and stuff on beam, like we're good now. So nothing. That's a good mindset. Good mindset to have. Yeah. We got to keep that mindset. What about one word to describe each of your fellow freshman teammates? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard one. And also, we want a word to describe you. Word? I'm so bad when it comes to stuff like this. Okay. (laughs) I would say Gabby is, like, sweet and, like, um, quieter. But at the same time, when you get to know her, like, she's got a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. Um, Jameson, just super fun. Fun to be around. Like, love that. And then we don't have another freshman, but Nat is a sophomore and it's a transfer and I hang out with her all the time. And I would just say Nat is just, just so bubbly and kind, like to be around kind of thing. And me, 
I don't know. I don't know how people see me. Yeah, see, maybe that's a better question for somebody who knows you. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't I don't know how people see me. How do you see yourself? That's kind of a deep question. <laughs> whoa, yeah, whoa. Um, like, <laughs> we're, in th- we're in therapy right now. <laughs> are okay. Um, how do I see myself? I would say I'm a fun but focused person. Huh. Like I, I get super focused and locked in, and sometimes you'll be like, Does she know how to have fun? But then other times you're like okay like let's get a little serious I don't know just in between there yeah no I feel like that's a skill or a quality I should say that you like need to be to excel in gymnastics you have to be able to be focused when you have to but then like also have fun on the side too you gotta find that balance exactly nice love it and then the last question we have for you is looking ahead to season um what meet are you most looking forward to it could be during the regular season it could be postseason what are you looking forward to most looking forward to our power pink meet, our Georgia meet, for many reasons. One, love what it stands for. Like, I love everything about it. Two, um, there's so many reasons. Two, we get to wear pink. Three, um, hopefully, like, um, I know people are coming to that meet. Like, my um, co- club coach is coming to that meet. Hopefully, my grandparents will come to that meet. And if that's the case, I get to walk with um, my grandma and my club coach. Um and then the 2024 recruits, I said they're going to be there too. My family should maybe be there. Like, it's just such an exciting weekend to look forward to. Just everyone's going to be there and just it stands for such a great thing. So yeah. we cannot wait to watch you this season, you and also your entire team. I think it's going to be a really special year for you guys. You have a special team and really looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to do this season. Yeah. Team 50, we're, we're going to go for I'm, I'm no question about that. Is it Team 50? It I, feel team. Like, I feel like a lot of teams are like on Team 50. Yeah, we just did an interview with uh, Mike Rowe, the head coach at Michigan State, and they're, this is their 50th team. year as well. So There must be something about starting it, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe I just think with like women's sports and yeah. they kind of all started around the same time. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, that's even that makes the season even more exciting for you guys. Is there anything that we didn't ask you that you want to – put out into the universe anything you want people to know about you about your team yeah like I just love being able to share part of my story with y'all like obviously and I'm just grateful to be able to talk about it we want to say thank you so much to Chloe for taking the time to come and chat with us you were such a joy to talk to we love your gymnastics and we cannot wait to watch everything that you do in your career best of luck this season Moving on to our season preview for Alabama, another team that I'm just super, super excited to see what they can do this season, and another team that, like I said in the interview with Chloe, I think people are kind of sleeping on Bama a little bit. I agree. I feel like every time I see a prediction for this season, Bama usually is not in people's top five, and they're 100% in my top five. Oh, they absolutely. I'm thinking like top four, actually. Mm -hmm. At one point in time, I was saying that I think Alabama could also be in the conversation to win the national championship yeah like they have they're a really that good, good team so they're losing sonia mitchell who did vault in floor sporadically throughout her career but i think shallon olsen is probably the biggest quote-unquote loss for the team as far as last season because shallon was primarily in the vault and floor lineup i think she did like one beamer team last year but but she was a consistent score on vault and floor yeah However, they're gaining some really good freshmen that I think are going to step in and fill the gaps almost immediately.
immediately, not to put pressure on the freshmen, but I just think that they're really talented and they're capable of it. Coming in, I would say one of the strongest freshman classes, if not the strongest. Mm -hmm. So they have Jameson Sears, who is the 2023 Level 10 National Champion on vault, bars, floor, and in the all-around. Casual. (laughs) She's also a three-time Nastia Cup qualifier. She won the Nastia Cup in 2022. Well, it was a tie, but she was one of the winners of the Nastia Cup in 2022. Well, she's technically the official winner because they broke the tie. That is true. That is true. I forgot about that. <laughs> Justice for Nikki Smith. They should have kept it where they both won, honestly. Right. But we're, we're big fans of ties here. But anyways, yeah. She's also a 2022 Level 10 National Champion on Beam and Floor. She is the 2019 Level 10 National Champion on Beam and Floor as well and finished second all around. So basically... She's done it all. She's like a gazillion time Level 10 National Champion. It's the summation of that. <laughs> And then there's, of course, our guest, Chloe LeCourcier, who is the 2023 Level 10 National Champion on bars. She also finished second on floor and second all around. She won the Nastia Cup bar title in 2023. In 2022, she was the Level 10 National Champion on vault, bars, and in the all-around. In 2021, she was the Level 10 National Champion on bars. So basically, she's a bar queen. Yeah, and she has five perfect 10s on bars in her career as a Level 10. Which is really hard to do. We do not see 10s very often in Level 10. No, let alone five times. So that's just how good she is on bars. She's a legend for that. Which is why I had such a hard time believing when she said that she, at one point in time, was not good on bars. I'm like, there's just no way. Like, she's a bar queen. She is the textbook definition of perfect bars. Yeah. Like, if you, if there's a gymnastics dictionary and, like, how to do a certain event, Chloe LeCourcier is, like, the video or the photo (laughs) that's in this imaginary dictionary that I'm creating for bars work. And how it should look. Absolutely. For sure. And they also have Gabby Ladney, who got seventh on beam at nationals this past year. She's the 2023 Region 3 champion on bars, beam, and in the all-around. And she's also the uneven bar champion from the 2022 Level 10 nationals. She got fourth all-around that year as well. So some amazing, amazing talent coming in with these three freshmen. And then on top of that, they also have a transfer in Natalia Pavlok, who was coming from Pitt. Where she was a bar queen. Yes, and I think has lots of potential to step into different lineups for Bama. So, well, and also we should mention the fifth years. They're bringing back. That as well. Maddie Walagora, Makari Doggett, Luisa Blanco, and Ella Burgess all for their fifth year, which is huge. And they have people coming back from injuries, people that we didn't really get to see a whole lot last season, like Karis German. I'm so excited to see her. I think that, like, people are sleeping on her. I mean, I think people are sleeping on Bama in general, Mm -hmm. but particularly Karis German. Yeah. I have a feeling that she's going to have a breakout year and no one is aware of it yet. Get ready for the floor tents. (laughs) She's training a huge double layout. You got to remember, she's a former elite gymnast. She trained at WCC. And I'm pretty sure from her elite days, I remember seeing videos of her training some like really cool, crazy skills. So she's like a powerhouse, basically. And I think it just speaks to the potential of her, particularly on floor. But I think there's other events as well that she can step in on. So lots that this team is working with. We haven't even mentioned Lily Hudson, Gabby Gladio. We've seen her doing a one and a half in preseason. Last season, she just did the full, but that'll be huge for their vault lineup. Yeah, and we're seeing some upgrades as well. Kareem Boone 
doing again. She's a junior. She's been training in Yurchenko one and a half. We've seen video of. So I think things are looking good for Alabama. They finished the season 10th last year, but I expect a completely different story this year. Like I said at the beginning of this, I have Bama for sure in my top five. Mm -hmm. Just going off of their potential. Obviously, there's a lot that remains to be seen with season and, you know, got to keep everyone healthy and they got to be consistent and really be able to put it all together when it matters. But I think purely just based off potential going in they have the potential to be one of the best teams in the country Mm -hmm. so as far as events what do you think is like the strongest event and then maybe the weakest event for this team I think they have a lot of strong events honestly bars comes to mind when I think of maybe the strongest just because they have some amazing bar workers Mm -hmm. Louisa Blanco Chloe we already mentioned Lily Hudson Makari Daga Cameron Machado Jameson Sears Maddie Walagora Natalia Pavlock I mean they have so many options. Shania Adams. Yeah, they have so many, not just options, but like high scoring options. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it their biggest strength is like, these are not just people that like, oh yeah, they have experience in the bar lineup. They're they're good on this event. These are people that can go 9-9 nine, nine plus mm-hmm. every single week and they have lots of options. Yeah, Jordan Paradise does bars as well. I think Karis German could come in on this event too. So like you said, options, lots and lots of options that have potential to score really high. So I think I agree with you on bars being one of the strongest events for this team. I also think vault will be a strong event for them. Yeah, more 10-0 start value options. I think it definitely helps to have freshmen like Jameson and Chloe come in who have beautiful Yurchenko one and a halfs that... They've competed consistently. I mean, Chloe, every time I've seen a video of her on ball in preseason, she's sticking it. Literally. <laughs> so good. And Jameson, her vault is so high and so clean. So those are two huge options that they're now adding to their lineup that I expect to be in that lineup. Like, I don't think that, like, they're going to be, like, fighting, quote unquote, for a chance to be in the vault lineup. I have both of them in that lineup. And they're going to have 10 start value vaults that aren't in the lineup. Like... Maddie Willagora has been in and out of the vault lineup in her career. Just looking at our depth chart, which is available for our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So if you don't have the link to that, we've been sending it to people as they sign up. So everyone should have it. If you don't, let us know. But if you look at our like projected lineups and you can see our depth chart for Alabama, you'll see that we don't at the moment have like Makari Doggett, Shania Adams, Maddie Walagora. We don't even have them in the lineup necessarily. But they all have title start values. Right. And it's just because there's so much depth on this team and you got to factor in consistency. I think Jameson and Chloe despite the fact that they're freshmen, I think they've already, in their level 10 careers, proven that they kind of deserve a spot in that lineup. Because they can hit, and they've proven that. Mm-hmm. But then there's, like, Kareen Boone again, who we've seen training in Yurchenko one and a half, and, like, who knows what that's going to look like by the time season actually rolls around, but that's an option. And that's a good feeling for any team. When you have 10 start values that are not in your lineup, that just provides an extra layer of, like, cushion. Yes. You know what I mean? Even if you've got to rest people, if you have injuries, because we know that that happens. You don't want to be that team that is, like, maxed out in their lineup and then doesn't have anything to fall back on. And Alabama has people to fall back on. So I think Vault is going to be a pretty good event for them as well this season. As far as maybe a potential weak point, we have Beam. Mm-hmm. And not because they don't have options. For me, it's just the fact that like it's Beam. <laughs> and Beam is always a shaky event for the most part. Especially when you have new faces in the lineup. So we have some people in our projected lineup 
that are new to this lineup and less people that are locked in. And obviously, like, we're not we're, the coaches. We're not surprised. We're not on the Alabama coaching staff. So we have, like, no say in anything or, or not even much insight other than what we see that's posted on social media. But just based off of, like, last year and what we've seen so far this year, we only have Louisa and Lily Hudson locked in the beam lineup. And on the other events, we have more people that we would consider to be locks. But I think that speaks to, like, maybe some of the unknowns or the level of consistency not quite being there with beam as it is on the other events. Yeah, it's not as clear, maybe, is what I'm trying to say. Like, they definitely have several options. They have several strong options that can go in on beam. But to me, compared to the other events, Beam is a lot more up in the air in terms of who's going to consistently be in that lineup because of who's the most consistent. Right. There's a lot more that remains to be seen there. At this point in time, I would say we have Gabby Gladio joining Louisa and Lily Hudson in the lineup. We have Gabby Gladio, Ella Burgess. This is like her event. Rachel Rybicki. I was really impressed with her last year. Yeah, as a freshman, got thrown into the beam lineup on a couple of different occasions. And I was kind of impressed with her as well. I don't think coming into the season, I really expected her to be in the beam lineup. And she had a couple like shaky routines that I remember. But, but really found her stride. And I think in the end, she ended up averaging like a 9A which yeah. is pretty impressive yeah and then Jamison Sears of course I think that she's going to make an impact in this lineup I think Chloe has the potential to be in this lineup a beautiful gymnast she's got to get confident and consistent which as you heard in the interview it's something that she's working on Mediwell Agora someone who's seen time in this lineup yeah Shania Adams I think uh Gabby Ladini could come in on this event I think Natalia Pavwa could be in on this event yeah Cam Rashado I mean there's, there's lots of options here. And then Floor, I think, has potential to be a really good event for Bama as well. You really can't go wrong with people like Luisa Blanco, Jameson Sears, Gabby Gladio, Lily Hudson as like the core of your lineup. And then I'm really looking forward to seeing how or if Karis German can crack into this lineup. Because like you said, I think she has the potential to just come in and knock people's socks off. Like... I obviously didn't see her last year, but that doesn't mean that she's not there and that she's not good. Right. (laughs) Obviously, I want to see a full routine. I want to see a little bit more from her before I speak like too confidently. But I think that the potential is there for her to like get in towards the back half of that lineup. Yeah. And be like the nine, nine, five girl (laughs) or or plus, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think she has that in her. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Maddie Bolagora, Shania Adams, they've done floor in the past. And Makari are... Doggett, too, right? Yeah. Did she do floor last season? She hasn't done floor as consistently in her career, I think just because of the injuries, but she did do floor last season. She had a 9.783 average, so we haven't seen her yet in preseason in any of the videos that Alabama has posted, so... But I... she's also a fifth year, so that doesn't necessarily mean anything I feel like with some of these fifth year athletes especially the ones who dealt with injuries on and off in their career it's more about pacing them and so on an event like floor that's a pounding event you might not see someone like Makari right out the gate that might come more towards the middle season or end of season or maybe not at all you know what I mean right like uh, truly we don't know but I would say that she's an option on that event. I want to mention, too, Jordan Paradise. We've seen training and upgrade a tucked full in on floor. I think that makes her more uh, appetizing for the lineup. And then Gabby Ladney, the freshman, she did a tucked full in as a level 10, but we've seen her training a double layout on floor. So working those e-passes, and I think, just makes their case stronger for, you know, trying to crack into this lineup. 
So yeah, I mean, we kind of started by saying what we think could happen with this Alabama team, but we'll we'll wrap it up with that as well. I think this is a team that is most definitely going to be in the conversation to make it to nationals, to make it to four on the floor. And just looking at the numbers, looking at the career highs and the averages and the potential of this team, I think that they're going to be in the, they should absolutely be in the conversation to win a national title. And I think in the past several years, that hasn't been the case for Bama. They've been the kind of team that's, you know, trying to qualify to the national championships and trying to get their way into that final. Yeah. So I think it's hard sometimes for people in their mind to mentally make that shift, especially when season hasn't started yet, to be like, you know, this is a team that didn't make it to nationals last year. Why would you be so bold as to say that they could win it? Right. Or at least make it to the finals at nationals. But truly, I think when you lay out their lineups and you look at who they have coming in, and when you look at what they've lost, who they're returning, you actually realize how strong this Bama team actually is. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, maybe it's a bold prediction, but I have them in the final four. I have them contending for the SEC title. And I have them as one of the few teams that I'm willing to say I think actually have a chance at winning that national title in the end, along with Oklahoma and LSU. I have Bama in the mix as well. Period. (laughs) All right. So moving on before we do the question of the week, real quickly, want to take a moment to address some sad news in the gymnastics world. Lindenwood has announced that it's cutting its gymnastics program following the 2024 season, along with nine other sports. And Lindenwood isn't that old of a program. Their first season was in 2014. I was going to say, they're one of the newer programs. Mm -hmm. And they've had great success. They've won six MIC titles, four USAG national titles. They qualified to regionals as a team in 2019. Which, Which, as a Division II school, that's like unheard of. Yeah, not talked about enough. They also had Gayla Griswold, former guest of the show, qualify to the NCAA championships as an individual in 2022. She's only the second Division II gymnast in history to ever make it to NCAA championships. So so they have like broken barriers in so many ways. Yeah, and they were in the process of becoming a D1 program. So this isn't like really applicable to the gymnastics program because this conference doesn't exist for gymnastics, but Lindenwood as a school accepted an invitation to join the OVC conference. I've never heard of it. In 2022. <laughs> and by the 2016-2017 athletic year. 2026-2027. What said, did I say? You said 2016-2017. Whoops. Nope. I meant 2026-2027. <laughs> I'm like, we are far past that. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Thank you for catching that. Because I'm just like, do-do-do. And I thought I said that right. No, yeah. 2026-2027. They were supposed to be like fully D1. And that's something that a lot of the incoming recruits were probably like promised promised and like sold on, honestly, when committing to Lindenwood. So this is devastating for the program. It's devastating for the current gymnasts, for the people who have signed to come in the future. Um, And what's really sad about it is that Lindenwood doesn't appear to be like open to fundraising to help save the program like Alaska did. And it worked for Alaska. Like the Mm -hmm. gymnastics community is absolutely willing to rally for causes like this, especially when it comes to saving a program, especially one that's been successful. Mm -hmm. Like you just mentioned, Lindenwood has had a lot of success in their very short history of their program. So, you know, my mind immediately goes to like, what can we do? And it feels discouraging to know that, like, there's not really anything Anything. that we can do or that the team can do. It just, this is it. Like, this season is 
yeah the end for them and the fact that they're cutting nine other sports tells me that the university took on far more than it could handle probably with that switch to d1 yeah just financially i think that it was much more than they i mean i i don't want to say anticipated because i feel like they should have anticipated the cost of everything when they made this decision but um the fact that they're cutting nine sports tells me that the university has like it's a big budgetary issue yeah like the school is clearly in a lot of debt which is probably why they're cutting so many programs so yeah it's just really really sad i think no team wants to figure out basically right before their season starts that this is going to be the final season what it was so awkward because that day on their instagram they had like I think it was, like, a sophomore on the team doing a takeover. And she posted, like... Like, going to get snacks before our meeting. Yeah, like, they were, like, going to get coffee before the meeting. And then it's, like, the meeting ended up being your program. Program is caught it. And this season will be your last season. And then they went and deleted the story after. And I don't blame them. Because, like, who wants to, like, continue on normal after that? You know what I mean? It's just such a buzzkill. So So I feel horrible for them. Yeah, really, really sad. I wish there was something more that we could do, but it sounds like this is a decision that's already been made, and the fact that they said in their announcement that basically they're not willing to fundraise to try and save the programs tells me that it's a done deal. So... That's um, absolutely devastating for everybody, past, present, and future of Lindenwood. And our hearts definitely go out to everybody. And I guess as gymnastics fans, all we can do is just continue to support them this season. Watch as many meets of theirs as you can. Support in any way that you can. If you live in the area, go to their meets. Watch online. Yeah, let the university know how much. Showing support online. Yeah, just let them know how much interest there is in this program and how much support that there is. Okay, so wrapping up with our question of the week, somebody asked, has the U.S. hosted the World Championships in the past? What are the chances of the U.S. hosting Worlds in the near future? It looks like 2025 still needs a host. So as of the time of recording this, and I'm not too optimistic that anything's going to change, there is not a host yet for 2025 World Championships. The U.S. historically has only bid for the World Championships the year before the Olympics. So Worlds were in Fort Worth in 1979. They were in Indy in 1991. And then the last time the World Championships was in the United States was actually the first time the U.S. women ever won as a team in 2003. And that was in Anaheim, California. So So we are long overdue for our time to host. Yes, but I don't think... 2025 is going to be the year, especially with it being so short notice. I mean, I think USA Gymnastics has the resources to be able to like pull off a competition in less than a year's time. And now they're like finally getting sponsors again and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, I think they would have. I think they could do it, but I think for a lot of people, post Olympic worlds is usually not very appealing for a lot of reasons. I think there's just less interest in general. A lot of the stars are taking a break or they retire. There's no team competition, so. I think that not many people are ever really interested in hosting a post-Olympic world championships, but we'll see. I mean, I'm hopeful that the USA will have one at some point in the future, but then again, we do have LA 2028. Oh yeah, true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I mean, that's not to say that, you know, the world championships wouldn't come here into the United States as well, but I mean, as of right now, there's there's really no way of knowing if they have any plans of doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't we hear that Brazil was possibly hosting Worlds? Or did I completely make that up? No, I think that that was a rumor. 
So maybe. But as of right that now. That would still be exciting because I feel like it's always in Europe, which is like really ridiculously expensive for anybody from the US or from North America, maybe I should mm-hmm. say, to go to. So I feel like to have it in South America, it's a lot closer. And I think more people from the US would be able to go, which would be nice because that's not usually an option that we have. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to answer the question. I don't think that USA is going to be hosting the World Championships in 2025. Um, they still need a host. Who that's going to be, I don't know. I guess stay tuned. <laughs> We're all kind of waiting to see. I feel like they have to make a decision sooner rather than later because yeah. time's going by quick, you know. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. Stay tuned. But the USA has hosted Worlds before. It's just not very often. And I think maybe in the past, a big reason for that was because there was always the American Cup here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. But that's been not happening for several years. Yeah, that hasn't happened since 2020. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We're long overdue. I think because USA Gymnastics is getting a lot of sponsors back and, you know, things seem to be at least heading in a better direction, I think it's possible that in the future we may see the USA bid for more world championships. But as of right now, there's no plans that are made public, at least. So... That does it for this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And of course, we want to say thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We seriously love and appreciate you guys so, so much. And if you're interested in becoming a Patreon supporter and supporting the show, we always have a link in the show notes down below, as well as in our link tree, which is in the bio of all of our social media pages, to our Patreon page, so you can see the perks of each tier level. We accidentally kind of like flip-flopped the episodes this week because I made our (laughs) promo graphic the wrong date so normally this episode is recurrent reflections and then thursday is like coach's corner although this obviously was this that one coach. is chloe corner because yes. we didn't have a coach yes chloe corner and then now thursday is going to be the final episode in our recruit reflection series and it's actually going to be with someone who was a college gymnast a long time ago Hurikibishian from iowa and she is now the co-owner of full out recruiting so we're going to get the perspective of somebody who not only was a college gymnast and went through the whole recruiting process a long time ago but also sees a completely different side of it as a college recruiter and somebody who helps gymnasts get to the school of their dreams. So that will be Thursday's episode. We hope you all have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Bye. Bye.